Hi, this is Mario Andretti. Mark Blundell. Mark Priestley. Claire Cottingham. Ben Edwards. Jamie Chadwick. Mark Gallagher. Freddie Hunt. Bobby Eaton. Craig Scarborough. Alex Brundle. You're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1 podcast. Driven. Driven. Driven, driven by fans. For fans. Vegas. Must start with a song. <laughs> it is the Everything Everyone podcast. Hello and welcome. Uh, my name is James Tiller. We are going to be discussing the Las Vegas Grand Prix today. Alongside me for the ride, we've got Old Hand Jamie Coops Cooper. Hi, Coops. How are you? Slightly resenting the word "old" when introducing me, but here <laughs> yeah, I'm the oldest one here. So hey ho. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How's your week been, Coops? Ah, same ship, different day. Uh, just working and then trying to keep him top of everything Formula One and life. Cool, yeah. cool, That's cool. cool. Are you looking forward to the weekend in Las Vegas? Yeah, it's, it's it's like when you get the plumber around and he's got the cleavage, you can't not look at it. You kind of have to, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a uh, spectacle. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm, I, <laughs> Kiara's quite shocked and... Uh, about that uh, analogy there, but yeah, it's I don't really know what I'm. My brain's still trying to trying to process. We're racing in Las Vegas, and I'm kind of hoping that there's going to they're not going to forget that it's a Formula One race rather than just going mm. on about the fact that there's a spectacle. Uh, Kiara wrote an article for the website actually, kind of talking about that, and it garnered quite a few opinions, uh, which all seem to be based around the side that it's a spectacle rather than anything else. So I'm kind of trying to reserve judgment, but I'm thinking it's going to fall down to the side that it's a spectacle rather than anything else. And I'm sure we'll deep dive into a wee bit more about other things to do with temperatures and a couple of things that I've heard which just sound a bit stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, let's not divulge too much straight away because uh, we do have to introduce our other panellists. And you mentioned her name already right in that uh, article that you've just discussed. I'm only ever going to get one website. It's Kiara. How are you, Kiara? Tired, nervous, stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and excited for Las Vegas. Well, I don't know how to feel about Las Vegas because, as Coop said, my brain hasn't really processed the Las Vegas race at all. I knew it was going to happen. I knew I was going to be there. But I don't know whether I will have as much fun as I thought I would. Right, okay. I think you'll have fun. You just gotta, I guess you gotta turn off all your sensibilities really and just enjoy it and just enjoy it for the bat shit crazy atmosphere that it's potentially going to be. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't be, maybe it'll just be end up being a damp squib. You'll never, never know until it actually happens, I guess. But so you're not looking forward to it. You are looking forward to it. I'm just nervous. Let, let's just put it this way. If, if it turns out to be a good race, I'll obviously stay tuned, be a bit more focused on that. But as soon as I realize it's a shit show, I'll start drinking. <laughs> down in one, down in one. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going straight to the Scottish heart there for me there when you mentioned that. I just, yep, I can, I can relate. Hey, Philly. my drinks are for free, so oh, I might as well oh, use that. Oh, <laughs> even if it's a good race, I'd be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, before we get into basically what sounds like it's going to be a drinking competition for the Las Vegas uh, weekend, uh, let's talk about 
Everything F1 ourselves. We are Everything F1. You can find us on all our social platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, or X, as it's now called, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, and, of course, we would love it if you would hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast streaming service soon to get all of our latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop. We would also love it if you would put, go over to our website, www.everythingf1.com, where you'll find news articles on a daily basis, keeping you up to date with all the latest from around the F1 world and, of course, the widest motorsport community, too. We are also sponsored by theraceworks.com, and they are a fantastic merchandise provider, and they can bring you any merchandise from across all teams down, up and down the paddock, and you can get that delivered within a week. So even before the end of the season, before the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, uh, you can be wearing your favourite team's merch, and you can get a 10% discount using the discount code EF1 at checkout. Now, we've also been joined, actually, by Elephant Ear, who I don't know that's necessarily his name. It's Hamish. Hamish, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So I'm using a using a different account to my usual one, but I'm I've I fixed the Wi-Fi issues. Hopefully, touch words, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, and and what are you? What are your opinions? And are you excited for the up and coming Las Vegas Grand Prix? Yeah, I'm excited. It's always hard to predict when you've never been to a track before. I think. Stop me if you've touched it already, but things like temperature, new tarmac, all going to play massively into into how the, how the race goes out. But seeing F1 cars go down, go down a strip is going to be something that everyone's never seen before. So it's definitely going to be an event to watch. Yeah, a spectacle is what it's been pitched as. But are they going to forget about the the racing and focus on the spectacle? That's kind of the that's kind of what Kiara and, and Coots have mentioned before, and ho- we're hoping that that isn't the case and uh, of course we get a good race anyway right okay that's that's enough about all that let's let's get into the meat and two veg about las vegas and the grand prix that we're going to have this week so the track itself is a purpose-built track in las vegas and it's going to be 6.201 kilometers we're going in at 50 laps and of course that makes the total race distance of 310.05 kilometers uh, we haven't got a fastest lap here because it's a brand spanking new circuit here in las vegas but what we did have we did have a race previously in las vegas it was on caesar's palace car park uh, and it was a pretty pretty diabolical circuit and i don't think it really gave the greatest of races back in 81 and 82 uh, alan jones won the first one and michelle alvoretto won the second one uh, and nelson Piquet and keke rosberg both clinched their titles with the fifth place at those races in Las Vegas, the previous two attempts at the Las Vegas Grand Prix. I don't think there was much else to talk about there. Not too exciting, not too much interesting going on during the race either. So let's wipe the slate clear, slate clean, and let's hope this Las Vegas, this purpose-built circuit, that it does look phenomenal in the pictures. Let's 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 talk about how our, how we think it looks. Let's you've all seen the pictures. Coops, it it does look pretty fantastic. That purpose-built pit lane and paddock box with the stadium section, it it looks very very impressive. With the amount of money they're spending on it, you're damn right it's going to look impressive. <laughs> I mean, and this is this is Formula One completely scrapping their funding strategy, and they've went all in. They've put all their money on red. Say, there's the first pun for for Las Vegas in the podcast. Uh, so I mean, it does look good. In that term, and I mean, if you're going to have someone that's got a spectacle, you're going to do it in Las Vegas. Um, uh, according to what I've seen as well, is that paddock area will be the Formula One's kind of North American base. 
after the race, right. that would be where the operations are going to run from. Because they do have several things going on in that area of the world anyway. We you know, oh. Texas, they've got Mexico, Canada, and then Las Vegas. So they do have things going on in that area, and it's a market they need to keep strengthening. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do, I did think that the the playing cards on the curbs. I think that's cool. I, I do like that. That's a neat <laughs> wee touch. Just a just a wee thing like that. But yeah. as a spectacle, doing it at night, you can't do it at Las Vegas if it's not at night. The track's interesting. I didn't realise, I just didn't quite understand the size of that track until I watched the video, and it's the third longest. Mm. Oh, it's a huge track, and it, it looks like a pig upside down, too. Yeah, that's been yeah, like around on like, yeah. Like spider but, pig. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's spider pig, and I think that the straight, more or less, with the kind of slight cover along the Las Vegas Strip, is like a third of the track in terms of length. Uh, yeah, well, there are two strokes as well, aren't there? It's not just the one. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm hopeful. Uh, Spectacle-wise, looks-wise, looks decent. Uh, a few other issues in terms of whether it's actually going to be something. There was a video that was floated of the test track or a test drive in a Formula One car and they'd, they were sliding about, but that had nothing to do. That was just a kind of, like last year before the track was even built, they'd done some sort of wee kind of demo thing along the strip and done some donuts, so... People are trying their best to make it seem worse than it is. Uh, a couple of raised eyebrows with other things, but if you're talking solely on the look of it, it does look good, and you can see why they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars on it. And, or Formula One have put hundreds of millions of dollars on it. And, yeah, Kiara, and your thoughts on the look of the track, the layout of the track? Are you excited to see cars hurtling around? It's It's been billed as uh, similar, similar in speeds uh, to Monza, the Temple of Speed. Uh, so do you think we're going to see similar speeds in the cold temperatures that we got in, in Las Vegas this time? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> when it came to the layout, I actually expected it to be a bit a bit more showy considering how Las Vegas is as a place. So I was quite disheartened when I saw that it has a lot of straights and I was like, okay, what is this layout? Is this even is this even going to be fun to watch? Is it going to be exciting or are they just playing it safe? So mm. that's something I'm going, I, that's what I plan on doing. I plan on just going around to wherever I have access to just to see it from different angles and perspectives. Well, one thing's for sure is you'll be walking around a flat surface because there's no undulations whatsoever. It's it's pretty, nope. pretty flat there. Uh, and Hamish, how about you? Do you like the look of the track? Are you a fan of the upside down pig? Are you excited to to kind of see that paddock lit up in all its glory? I'm I'm excited to see. I think you probably have already spoke about this, but I'm I'm excited to see F1 in Vegas. But the track itself does not interest me. And I think from the moment that we saw the track, I knew it wasn't going to be that appealing or that interesting a, a race. I don't think. And I do think with the lack of grip that everyone's talking about, if you're saying it is going to be speeds of near Monza, there's a level of risk there and danger, which probably should have been thought about because if you have such a high high speed track and you don't have the grip levels, then it could cause some, some risk for the drivers. So it's definitely got to be an interesting first outing for this track. I'm, I'm expecting it to be a bit chaotic during the weekend, be it in the race or events surrounding. Yeah, and if you're stateside, you're going to be watching it a day early because it's on Saturday night, the race itself. And then that means each uh, each um, session is actually the day before also. So Friday for your, for your quali- Friday night for your qualifying, 
and Thursday night for your practice. Here in the UK, it's on the normal days, but it's very early in the morning. So we get to kind of watch it and then go about our daily business uh, on the Sunday as well. Do you think that was the right thing to do, Coops, changing the time to suit the Europeans? Or do you think because of the weather and because of the temperatures of, of the track, it, it was probably the wrong thing to do for, for, for safety reasons and for even for the fun aspect, uh, getting temperatures into the tyres? I mean, it's, if it's to do with the spectacle, it's the right time to do it on a Saturday night for the for the market they're in. In terms of temperatures, there was a lot of conversations about it. I think I've heard the lowest was going to be around four degrees at seven. But actually, while you were talking, I'd done a bit of Googling there, and according to what I've seen, it'll be around 12 degrees, which, I mean, is cold, but it's not... It's not actually, like, Saturday night, 22 during the day, 10 degrees at night. Uh, Friday, 22 and 12. Celsius, by the way, just for our American brethren who who measure in... um, Celsius. Aye, they measure wrongly. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, Thursday's 22 degrees uh, Celsius, and 13, Friday 22, 12, and Saturday is 22 and 10. So it's not, we're not at, uh, was it Portimao when, during COVID, when they raced and it was really, really cold. It was a, during the lockdown season, I think, they had a really, really cold race uh, and it was, there was a lot of conversations. But so in terms of that, I don't think there's an issue. I think Pirelli have said that you're kind of at the, we're right at the limit and working window, but not at the point wow. when it's a problem. Uh, in terms of temperature, I think the thing that kind of made me raise the eyebrow was Ross Broad did come out and say they were surprised by the, the temperature issues in the desert. Because some people in the paddock were thinking they were going to get Qatari-level kind of problems and issues and concerns and over the humidity and heat. And it's like, did them do not pay attention in school? Like, I'm not in any way a master of any kind of weather. But I know in the desert during the day it's hot, but at night it's very cold. I mean, we all know who David Attenborough is, and every single one of us have watched at least one of his documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> so that's being Scottish about the cold, folks. Yes, yes. That's why I have more. I've got more hair on my face than most of Kilmarnock. It's not aesthetics; it's to keep me warm. Uh, but with the amount of intelligent people around Formula One, could somebody not have checked the weather? Just had a wee look. Maybe look at November last year. You know, I know we're having issues with global warming, but it's not going to be that one. Uh, so that was really a bit of an issue, I think, for me. It was like, all right, okay, that's that's worrying. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to get Monza level purely because the temperatures are that bit colder. Yeah. I think they'll get close to it. I think you might, if one of the drivers get reasonably comfortable with the car and can get the tires fired up maybe during a practice or quality or something, you might see them getting close to it, especially on that on the strip. Uh, but as you say, as, as Elephant Year has, has mentioned earlier, that <laughs> uh, I think the first session, if we can, uh, in the Europe, if we're able to stay up late or get up really early, say the first session is like half four to half five or something, I think that first session is going to be interesting because it's brand new tar- tarmac, really lower temperatures. Uh, I think that will be interesting to watch. But, yeah, I think the team should be able to figure it out. One team who are not necessarily so confident coming into the weekend is Red Bull. Sergio Perez has been in the news saying that he isn't confident that the car is going to work well, specifically the Red Bull car, with the t- temperatures being as they are. Chiara, what are you going to say about that? Is that Sergio Perez kind of tempering our expectations, or is he maybe teasing us and they're going to come out and just put it on 
pole and fastest lap and all that and just dominate all weekend. What do you think? Here's the thing with Perez. Every time I think about his performance, I just I've learned to expect the worst so that if something good does come out of it, then I'm genuinely happy for him. But I think it's going to be a problem for everyone because we're talking about a completely new track that's also weird. Like I'm not, Mm. it's not a classic circuit per se. So not even like street circuit wise. So I'm just hoping that everyone's going to come out of it all right. I think Mercedes also voiced out issues. So I think everyone's just, I think it's going to be a test for everyone. It's like another test run. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say that he's trying to downplay his like his performance, but I think everyone's somehow nervous or concerned in a way. And Hamish, what are your thoughts? Do you think uh, that's Perez just tempering expectations or do you think he's genuinely worried that the Red Bull isn't going to work this week? I mean, if I was going to be harsh, I'd say he's not made, made the Red Bull work all season. So maybe <laughs> to start there first and then we'll speak. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, if it was for Max, I might have a comment, but because Perez, uh, partial, part, part of me thinks maybe he's saying that before he goes in. So if it isn't a bad weekend, then he can say, well, the car work, wasn't working as well. So uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure that Red Bull's going to be any less dominant. I think we've seen it in every, apart from Singapore, we've seen it in every environment perform much better than everywhere else. So I think you have to go into this weekend expecting that from the offset. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm expecting... Uh... Max Verstappen to want to do well. He'll probably want to quieten his booers. But he had quite a few boos in Texas and it was stateside again. So it's very, very likely to have those sorts of characters over there. Um, maybe not, not giving him a great welcome. So he'll, he'll be wanting to show you, uh, you know, show them who's boss, I guess, uh, this season. Uh, and of course, he, he'll just want to extend that, that record-breaking run that he's had this season already anyway. But the real battles that I want to talk about are between Sergio Perez and Lewis Hamilton within the championship. It's it's not as close now that Brazil happened, but it, it's still a close enough battle that potentially could go on to the final race of the season in Abu Dhabi. Sergio Perez is 32 points ahead of Lewis Hamilton in, in second place for the championship. If Lewis Hamilton scores seven points more than Perez this weekend, the second place title fight goes to Abu Dhabi and we have that excitement i'm using excitement in inverted commas there because the championship's over so we have to find excitement where we can but do you think that's something that's gonna gonna happen this week do you think lewis hamilton of all people can do that coops do you think we'll see uh the second place title fight head on to abu dhabi well he's going against perez so yeah probably Uh, (laughs) it was funny actually uh, speaking of that title fight uh, Zach Brown was on some podcast and he he was coming out all guns. It was funny because he made a comment about Red Bull dominating. He said, well, actually, it's Max Verstappen. If you had two Sergio Perez's in the Red Bull car, the championship would be wide open. Because uh, Oscar and Norris didn't know what to do with that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's right. Uh, yeah, to kind of comfort, just to go with what Kiara and uh, Hamish have said there, like, I, I'm the same. I don't put any weight on Sergio when he comes out and says the Red Bulls aren't performing because it's not Red Like, no. It's, <laughs> this is about you, pal. If you were sitting second and you were a couple of hundred points ahead and the two years are sailing away, then yeah, okay, we'll listen to you, but not now. Uh, but Mercedes struggled in the last race for pace and they've said again that this car 
isn't liking the cold weather. And to put it into perspective, Qatar Grand Prix was 39 degrees. And this race will be around the 10, 11, 12 degree mark. So I mean it's I'm not I'm not saying that it's gonna be fine when I mentioned it earlier, but it's definitely cold. You're talking quite a few degrees uh, colder. Uh, yeah. so I don't know. It's because we're going into this unknown. I think Hamilton has the talent to do it, but I just don't think that it's it's a W fourteen, I think, if I'm right. Uh, I don't think that car really is capable if it's just this very particular if it's not in that window you can't really drive it uh, and if one car's not performing well another car's going to perform just enough better to, enough to get be better than them I apologize uh, so I think it'll be a difficult one but because he's got such a buffer I do think that Sergio will probably do just about enough uh, having you Hamish what, what are your thoughts on this battle for the second uh, in the championship is this something that you're excited to see I think I think Paris should keyword should have it wrapped up by now, or in the sense that I don't think Hampton can catch him. I think, as Coops was saying, I think Mercedes is going to struggle again this weekend because the car is very particular. Um, Mercedes, sorry, have always struggled to warm up tires, even in the most dominant years when they were against Ferrari in 2017-2018. It was always a big issue for them that they can never heat up the tires. So I think they're going to struggle this weekend. Part of me thinks if Alonso and Aston Martin have really recovered from their, their woes. Maybe he should be looking behind him rather than forwards. So if, if he has another seventh finish while Alonso is back in the podium, I think Alonso could really close down that gap to him and, and possibly take third. So I think Hamilton's in a very sandwiched position in which he kind of feels like it should be going forward, but actually could be going backwards if he's not careful. So I think Mercedes are probably trying to, probably a bit cross-eyed and try to, trying to know where they're looking. Yeah. An interesting fact that I heard, actually, we if we don't get the British national anthem on the podium for the last two races of the season, that will be the only season ever in Formula One history to not have a British, yeah, the British national anthem played on the podium at all throughout the whole season. So that's we've got we've got a few lads in there that can do that. So it, it could be a constructor, so it could be a McLaren British national anthem either via Piastri or Lando Norris, or we've got Lewis and George. And of course, if Williams somehow managed to do to, to get the constructors, we could have the national anthem played then. But it's, I think it's quite an interesting statistic, and it takes these dominating events of, of the Red Bull and Max Verstappen era this year to, to kind of make those sorts of things happen. Chiara, is that, an, is that interesting to you? As Brits, it's maybe a little bit heartbreaking for us. As we had such a such a good run for. I was just gonna say I'm German. That does not concern me at all. That's probably why it's good for to go to you, Because <laughs> as as an outsider, you're like ha, 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 silly Brits. Well, not really, because I I'm already sick of the well, I'm already sick of the other national anthems that we've been hearing, and I do enjoy British drivers. Like that's not the thing but it's kind of sad it's kind of sad because I just realized that the last podium that we probably heard the British national anthem would be Brazil last season right yeah when George won Mm -hmm. so that's why I was just kind of shocked for a second it's like that was way back if you think about it now that's a year ago literally yeah exactly but I say we've got two races and it's possible that the McLaren has been working well I think it's going to be more McLaren than Mercedes, personally, if it's going to happen. 
at the, any point this season. But uh, did you find that an, an interesting statistic, Coops? Are you yes. devastated to hear, to learn that the British national anthem will not be played? We will not be singing God Save the King uh, on the podium this year unless our boys pull their fingers out. Well, uh, as a Scotsman, uh, I, I will say to you that the Scottish, uh, the, the British national anthem is not something I enjoy listening to. Uh, <laughs> so, no, has it really concerned me? Uh, but, yeah, I think this is the weekend where if it's going to happen, it's uh, McLaren could do it. Uh, but then what would happen... It's a good place, isn't it? Well, what would happen just to annoy you would be that Oscar Piastri would win it and then the Red Bulls would come second and third, so then you wouldn't get the national anthem from the UK. No, you'd get the constructors though, wouldn't you? you get the no, because the, the best constructor would be Red Bull because they would be second and third. They would get more points than first. So it would be Red Bull and then it would be uh, Australia. So it wouldn't. So so that would just... I mean, it would be so funny if that happened <laughs> just to see your face. <laughs> So, no, it's not something that I, I'd consider, really. I've paid more attention to the Dutch national anthem this year than anything else. But then, I mean, even you have to admit, the British national anthem isn't that great. And sometimes some some countries have some bangers as national anthems. And, you know, hey! <laughs> <laughs> certainly no God save the Queen. I'm, I'm not going to badmouth the king on his birthday. Which one? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't like the, the national anthem. I think it should be about the country and not the person. But we're getting into politics here. Let's not get into politics. Okay, let's talk about some other drivers and teams. We've started talking about McLaren, so let's continue to talk about McLaren. We'll go to Hamish. What are your thoughts on McLaren's chances this weekend? Coots has just said that it's, there's a good possibility with the, the mixing up of the temperatures that it, that it could happen. It's as good a place as any for McLaren to, to get something on the top step this weekend. Yeah, I think in their constant, their continued run right now, they, they definitely could come out this well. And it was Lando Norris's birthday today or yesterday? Yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. If you haven't seen it, there's Hilton did a great ad for him celebrating it for, for the Las Vegas. So there's all an opportunity for him to take the win in the first Las Vegas race on the same week as his birthday, which would be awesome to see. And we've we've said it for a while now on this podcast. It it feels like a when, not an if for Lando Norris in his first win. So I think that's all the possibility for him. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for them to take their race win this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. To, to just take advantage of the, the crazy temperatures uh, this weekend. It, it would be interesting to see the McLaren topple the giant that is Red Bull this weekend. Uh, all Mercedes, or any of them really. The interesting battle is the Constructors' Championships between McLaren and Aston Martin. Uh, they're very, very close uh, for that fourth place uh, position. Who do you think would come become victorious in that situation, Chiara? Do you think McLaren have got the edge? Or do you think Aston Martin, after the last race in Brazil, are showing that kind of resurgence again now? They're not kind of tinkering with a car and the setup so much. I think it will depend on what happens this weekend. I can't say it right now because I think, like, when Aston Martin does pull out their hat tricks, which is Alonso doing his thing, then that's how they will get their points. And if you count, Alonso has been on the podium more often than McLaren has, either like Oscar or Lando. If Aston Martin ends up on the podium this weekend, then it's going to be them, I think. Well, how about you, Hamish? Do you think McLaren or Aston Martin will, will clinch that fourth place in the Constructors' Championship? I think I think ultimately what it comes down to is how Alon- not Alonso, sorry, how Stroll and Piastri perform. I think if they can support both Alonso and Norris in, in some capacity, they'll be able to help defend that. 
I have more faith in Piastri to come through and be the better kind of better support in that in that role. And I think if you look at Qatar, although we had raced there before, it was one of those tracks that was a bit more unknown and Piastri performed really well when when he was put kind of on a similar level to other drivers and track knowledge. So I, I think Piastri could do quite well this weekend simply as everyone's kind of going into this race as a rookie. So I think, I think that will help him a lot while Stroll, he did, had a great Brazil, but I mean, arguably that was his best performance all year since Bahrain, which was the opening race. So another exciting battle that we can witness over the next couple of races is the battle between second place constructors Ferrari and Mercedes well Mercedes are second currently and they're 20 points ahead of the Ferrari team Coops that's that's even closer what do you reckon are Ferrari on that kind of are they going to Ferrari it and just not get anywhere near it or are they going to actually perform and take it to the last race they're going to make it interesting for us they're going to give us something to cheer about if anything is more unpredictable than the Las Vegas Grand Prix weekend, it's Ferrari and the strategist. Uh, <laughs> so I'd have more chance of predicting a lottery numbers and getting them right than working out if Ferrari are going to do something right. Uh, you're all very non-committal tonight. I know we haven't been here before, but you're all very, you're well, we need to see how it's going to go. We need to see how the temperature's going to work. Nobody's given me a, de- a definitive answer. Uh, and because I know we can't. can't give you a definitive answer because <laughs> we just don't know. Because oh. right? this is all so new it's to us, out. you know. And there's one thing I will... We have oh, to play it okay. I will give you one thing. I will tell you right now, hand on heart, 100%, that the German Grand National Anthem will not be short, will not be played at the end of the uh, Las Vegas Grand Prix because that would mean that Nico Hülkenberg would have to win and he's not going to win. So I could give you that. How's that? There you go. There's a definitive thing. Here we are. But what about a Mercedes? If, if Mercedes are the winning constructor, that would be the German national anthem. Yeah, well, we did talk about that before. Yeah, but I'm talking about a driver <laughs> winning the race. Oh, okay. Right. But yeah, Ferrari, are they third, did you say? They are up. Ferrari are third, only 20, 20 points behind the Mercedes team. Well, do you think they can get second? Yeah, that well, was the question. Okay, I'll stick my neck out. I think they can get second from Mercedes. Because uh, the, the last weekend wasn't great for the, or the last race, I have to apologise, the Sao Paulo Grand Prix wasn't great for Mercedes. Uh, and it was just one of those unfortunate gremlins that propped up for Leclerc, which I think since we've been last on was confirmed to be an electrical problem, which shut the car down. Uh, it seized the rear, the rear axle and spun him into the... So it, was, it wasn't even a major issue. It wasn't like a hydraulic failure. It was just an electrical gremlin that turned the car off, put it into a fail-safe one. Uh, mm. Or whatever it was. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they can. Uh, going on recent form, taking a wee pinch of trying to ignore the strategist, I think uh, that there is, they're, they're in a good position to do it. So I'll, I'll stick my net out and go with Ferrari can take second. I saw an absolutely fantastic meme over the week, actually, the Ferrari pit strategy wall. And they, instead of having normal screens, they had a... Las Vegas kind of one-armed bandit screen. It was like pitch strategies that they'd just pull. It was Frederick was there pulling kind of the handle saying, what's the strategy going to be? Uh, it's a complete lottery of uh, strategies that they can play with over the weekend. I just thought it was quite amusing. It, it tickled me anyway. Any other talking points from Peter, from, from any of the teams down the grid? Albon, something I wanted to touch on, Albon is confident this week. He said the Williams could be strong here. They've been looking at all the simulations. They've been looking at throughout all the different tracks and they've pinpointed this one where they could potentially be strong, uh, Hamish. 
Do you believe him? Is that is is it believable that the Williams could be strong here in Las Vegas? Yeah, because that car's it's all speed, no aero. And so if it is like Monzo, I do great because it doesn't need to have any any downfalls. So yeah, I do think I do think it will do well. Albon's also he's he's just been such a great driver all year in Williams. So given the opportunity, a bit surprised. I think he'll absolutely take that. And I I think even Logan, he he has shown improvements in his race pace over the last couple of uh, races. So we might see him do well as well. I know in Brazil he finished twelfth, and I and I know. I know you could argue that it's simply a matter of just finishing the race with the amount of people we saw retire by the end, but it, it, he is improving. So I think we can see Williams do quite well this weekend because they are suited for, for straight line speeds better than other cars. How about the Haas team, Tiara? Do you think, are you expecting anything from the Haas of Nico Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen? In I'm a still so sick of Nico. I'm still so sick of Nico Hockenberg because that's all everyone in Germany can talk about. Every single time I turn on my sky, it's like, oh, Nico Hockenberg, we need to interview him. But I think with Haas, it's a fairly simple, well, I, I think it's a fairly simple circuit. I'm not driving on it. I'm going to run it, that's for sure. But who knows? We could be surprised. But uh, it's Haas and it's Nico Hockenberg. He missed his chance. <laughs> Yeah, Coops, I'll give you the French Alpine team. Oh, what can you say from Esteban Ocon, your favourite driver, and Pierre Gasly? Like, Pierre okay. Gasly? Uh, it's not, man. Pierre Gasly! Anyway, so, uh, it's the only team in the grid that could come out with a new livery and be almost as anonymous as the performances as Alpine. No, actually, what is different? There's I, nothing I, different I think, it's, I think it's the blue. I think they've done something with the blue, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, no. it's, it's not It's not visible. It, it is literally, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same. So, so, I mean, they've got just as much chance as the rest of the team uh, to do something. But, Another non-committal answer. Thank you very much, Coops. Uh, yeah, you know what, you know what, uh, what Tiller? If you would uh, let me speak and stop trying to act like a politician in the UK and let me finish my point, thank you very much. I'm, I'm going to Piers Morgan you and just mute you. Oh, Piers Morgan can shove something up his ass. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can probably guarantee is they probably will have the most anonymous race. Everyone else will be doing stuff and banging in the walls, and then they'll they'll appear in the last lap at sixth and seventh, and we won't know how it happened. Uh, now that I've said that, they'll probably both end up in the podium. But uh, I found the design issue. I found it, and I feel so bad because I realized I designed the Alpine model cars, so I should have seen this. It oh, is yeah. the blue, and they just made it all like camouflage, like yes, so it's lighter so... blue and a darker blue. Lovely. Yeah. A very slight gradient. Well, thank you very much. Very inspired. There, there is a couple of different changes. Like McLaren have got a Jack Daniels kind of thing going on. Uh, Red Bull have put out a bit of a slight change to their the part of the car they're allowed to change because they're um, really particular. Ferrari are doing white accents, aren't they? The white and well, the red, so yeah. And the merch is still crap. Have you seen the videos like Kiara? You put you posted it in your so socials. Upset. I was so excited to oh you saw my TikTok. Yes. I was so upset because it looks like thing one and thing two, and it looks quite cheap for Ferrari. 
considering they have pretty good classic merchandise like everyone wants the ferrari race jacket or like the polos and then i just saw that and i was so excited to spend my money but never mind my money's going to mclaren <laughs> and it money well spent. I mean, they, they have great merch i don't know have you seen those jackets i'm definitely snagging one of those yeah just head over to the raceworks.com and use the discount code ef1 and you can get a discount on those as well so you get all that delivered all the merch from the las vegas weekend will be on that website too so who's wearing merch today H- hamish hamish you're wearing a duderia alfatari top and yeah, it kind of yeah. leaves a yeah, it leaves us with Alpha Tari. I think, oh, maybe Alpha Romeo, but again, they've been anonymous all year. So Alpha Tari, what are you expecting? That's a slightly better performing car than it started the season with. It's slowly been progressing forwards. We've got Daniel Ricciardo and we've got Yuki Tsunoda. Daniel Ricciardo has come in and he's just outperforming his teammate. Uh, are you expecting more of the same? Yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to see Danny Rick in Las Vegas. I mean, it's 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 been the race he's been waiting for since since it was announced, and there was fears we would never see him race at, at, at Las Vegas Grand Prix. Unfortunately, he's come back in time just to just to be on the grid. But yeah, again, unfortunate Brazil. He showed pace, and apparently, I heard come of the source that he was running as fast as the top five in Brazil all the way back there. I'm not sure. I think I heard that. So he's got the pace and I think he really could come to Las Vegas and perform well. And it, he's been so excited for this Grand Prix. I can't imagine he's not going to go all out for it in, in a sense of his personality and on track. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to get up to this weekend. Yeah, I don't think we'll see his smile drop at any point this weekend. Even if he bins it in the first corner, I think he'll come out smiling because he's in Las Vegas. Okay, then it's time to stop sitting on the fence Pick a winner, pick a second place, pick a third place, pick a fastest lap and make a bold prediction. Hoops. Well, Oscar Piastri first, uh, Verstappen second and Sergio Perez third because I just want to annoy you. Uh, bold <laughs> prediction, I'll go with Ricardo fourth and the fastest wow, lap will, the fastest lap for the uh, for the race or do you want pole position, did you say? Yeah, give me pole instead, sorry. Pole. Uh, we'll go with pole and I think Paul will be Lando Norris. Kiara, same to you. So we'll do it in a, a better order because that's backwards order. But do pole position first. One, two, three in a bold prediction. I think Paul will go to Lando. Yay! First, first, second and third. I think Lando could win this, actually. Uh, if I say, if I put Max second, uh, no, I think it, second place, I, I will give it to Charles Leclerc. Let's see what will happen i'm hopeful for my ferrari this weekend and third i will say max but my bold prediction is someone could take max out mm. so the blackjack tables i mean oh you're out of the race you mean sorry uh yeah okay. like literally like <laughs> take him out of the race that he will have his first dnf mm. and hamish same to you with brass knobs on I'll go Charles Leclerc pole, but I'm not going to put him on my podium because he needs to make it to the start line to finish a race, and he can't do that. Hey. <laughs> he's Daniel. had every single he's had every single version of a non-finish you can have in a in a race. Now he's not started. He just, anyway, he's not lucky, but I don't, yeah. Anyway, but podium, I'll go Max, Max, Lando, Alonso, and then my biggest my my bold prediction. 
Ooh, I'm going to say, it's a bold to say Sergio Paris crashes out. Probably not anymore. I'm going to, yeah, I'll, I'll go Logan Sargent. Logan Sargent gets points and beats Albon. Oh, that would be big. That's a good one. That would be big. Okay, my prediction will be, yeah, I'm going to say Max Verstappen will get the pole. And then I'm going to predict, because we've been talking about national anthems, I'm going to predict an all-British podium. I'm going to say Lando Norris. I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. All on the podium. George. It's not going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? It all, it all British, all British podium. So we're going to definitely get the British anthem on the on the podium in Las Vegas. I, it's not going to happen, but I just got to pick something a bit different, a bit fun, and that's a bold prediction too. So let's see if those do happen over the weekend. I'm sure it'd be fun if it does. If any of those happen, news stories that have come out over the past week or past couple of days, actually, General Motors have decided that they're going to try and build an engine. For 2028, so that will help with the bid for Andretti to get onto the uh, grid. They're still being kind of between the teams, I guess. They're pushing back against the FIA's decision to to allow them onto the grid. But uh, Hamish, do you think General Motors building an engine is going to be a a good thing for that bid? It certainly helps. I mean, F1 are desperate for uh, F1 are definitely make the sport more American. And I actually, I said this on the other day and they had to point out to me that Haas actually is an American team because I forgot. But having an American team on the grids would help. We already have one Haas, but another one wouldn't hurt anyone. I mean, I think American engine supply especially, we're getting forward as well. But yeah, yeah I think more the better. Yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, it'll be good to see, it'll be good for the sport to have more engine manufacturers. So yeah, all, all power to them. And I hope they do bring a power supply. 2028 because we'd like to see them on the grid properly as it were there are a few key talking points but i really don't have any time to talk about them so i'm going to leave you with the three guys here to chat about the netflix cup the braun documentary and valtteri bottas has released or is releasing a a nude calendar for all the ladies to enjoy and gentlemen to enjoy so i'm going to leave you with the team and but i've got to go bye everyone see you later Bye. bye Now that our Lord and Saviour has left. Bottas, nude calendar. Will I see that hanging in your places, both of you? Absolutely. I've already got got a mole. 100%, yeah. yeah. Uh, Me and and Hamish already have uh, DMs talking about bum cheeks and things. Exactly. Uh, It's it's a weird... It's Bottas, so it's in character. But I always feel as as an F1 driver, he's he's a, he's a weird one to be releasing <laughs> a naked calendar. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, fair play to him. Is it for charity or is he simply just? Yeah, it's not. Answer? It's yeah. for prostate cancers, I think. Okay, it's fine. Some... Yeah, cause it, I know he did the. He did he do for he sold the photo for charity as well, didn't he? Yeah, the first one. Print. But then he's went out and done well the whole load out in the wilderness with his cheeks out and it's a percentage going to prostate cancers of some other partnerships as well for everything so yeah it's done for a good cause he has to take himself too seriously uh, and just having a bit of fun with it but yeah, yeah. why not uh, Post these Bottas is wild I mean comparing him to that stern figure that appeared in 2017 to replace Nico, Nico Rosberg, sorry, to now the man who's got a mullet, a giant moustache and a nude calendar coming out. It's quite something. He's definitely had a, yeah, he, as you said, he's definitely relaxed as a as a figure. Well, when you're having to drive the Alfa Romeo, you might as well find some sort of delight somewhere else. I mean, <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on from Bottas and his ass, 
uh, as we say up here in Scotland. Uh, the the thing that's getting me more excited tomorrow it's getting released on Disney Plus here in the UK. I'm not sure, Kiara, if it's so if it's Disney Plus for you for you guys too. But the Bron F1 story documentary it's narrated and starring Keanu Reeves of all people, and it's taking a uh, charting that fairy tale season that Bron, which then has developed into Mercedes. Uh, when Braun took over the old Honda team, fired a Mercedes engine into the back of it, and then Jensen Button won his championship with a double diffuser. Uh, I'm really excited to watch this. Uh, what about you guys? Carol, I'll go to you. What are you thinking? The question is if I have the time to watch it, considering I'm doing all of my traveling and stuff. So I have to wait until I'm back, until everything's like calmed down for me to watch it. So please, no spoiling. No, we will not do any spoilers. I, I don't think Braun didn't. Well, I'm not going to lose the championship now. But yeah, I'm, ex- I, I'm I'm really excited just to hear what people's stories are. We're talking 2009 now, so my math is going to take it out. We're talking a good part of the, the guts of 20 years since it happened. I mean, not quite 20 years, but a good good proportion of that time. And I think every important player, Button, Barrichello, Ross Braun, all the other people involved in uh, the the Braun story are going to be involved in it. Uh, Keanu Reeves, he's no one. He likes his bikes. He likes his cars. So he's a, a he's not a bizarre choice to to help something like that. And I, I like to hear because I remember watching it at the time, watching it live. And how is that car with no sponsors two seconds ahead of Red Bull? What's going on? And where it ended up, I still wind Tiller up because Tiller loves Jensen Button, and I said that he only won his championship because he was in the Braun. Uh, if it was someone else. He probably don't want it because uh, that car was so good for so so part so long of the season, uh, so dominant even. Uh, what about you, Hamish? You looking forward to watching that? Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a cynic when it comes to these type of shows. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be good, but for, I've, I've, the trailer hasn't particularly excited me because it feels like it's trying to be very dramatized and that kind of dry survive era type show. And it's an amazing story, and I think you don't need to do too much to it to sell it. And they seem to really try to drive home that they bought the team for one pound and this kind of narrative that hero to zero to hero. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what it's like. I'm looking forward to it. I'll give it a watch. So yeah, yeah. It's, there won't be too many spoilers, I don't think, because the story's happened. But yeah, I think, I think it'll be good fun either way. And I think Keanu, he'll bring a bit more life into it because he, it's, you've not really seen him in that motorsport kind of field before. So it'll be, it'll be good to see him do that so yeah yeah uh, definitely worth a watching as i say it's going to be on disney plus from tomorrow and i'm sure they do a month or a week's kind of free trial if you haven't had it so i think now's your time to to, to cash in those chips there's another one <laughs> anyway moving on so alpha Romeo are committing to a brand new car for 2024 i mean that's a given i mean we've all watched this season they uh, should yes uh and surprisingly enough, we'll not be Alfa Romeo because they'll go back to Salber from next year. And it's a couple of years before how they take them over in a couple of years' time. Uh, Taylor just said Netflix Cup. I can I can give a I can give a download. From what yeah. I understand, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, Alex Albon, and I think that's it. Might be missing one other F1 driver. They've all been partnered up with a uh, a, a PGA Pro golfer. I'm not a I don't really watch golf, so I, I don't really know the name. So basically the whole point is it's, it's partner up Dry Survive with Full Swing, which is a golf documentary that uh, F1 make, and they're playing at the 
Wynn, the Wynn Golf Course, which I believe is a big hotel. The Wynn Hotel is, I think it's a big Vegas hotel. And I believe each, it's it's working in a bracket way where each golfer kind of plays each other and eventually it'll whittle down to two uh, golf two teams of the golf and f1 drivers playing each other in a, in a final and i think it'll be good fun i think it'll be it's something new it's something different and yeah i think carlos Sainz and lana norris are massive golfers so we can finally put their put them to the test and see if they really are as good as they say yes i've just googled it while you were talking there so the four drivers as you say it's alex Albon, pierre gasly carlos Sainz, lando norris they are going to be partnered up with ricky fowler max homer colin morikawa and justin thomas have no idea who they are and yeah as you say you've covered the rest of it it's a golfing thing somebody's going to win something i don't know i mean golf is just so to me it's a waste of a good walk but fun times (laughs) Uh, isn't that your sport i swear swear, scotland no we invented it is it yeah, well, no, we invented that. No, golf, golf was invented, as far as I understand it, in St Andrews and got in Scotland. I think that's it. Uh, so the one thing I wanted to touch on before we go is, uh, interestingly, uh, the hotel prices uh, and general prices now for the weekend. So the prices for the weekend, way back in the day, were monstrous. It was thousands of dollars, and apparently, you can now book your hotel for the weekend for about two hundred and seventy dollars. Which is about, which is just standard weekend price. You can actually now get a three day pass for about a thousand dollars, or even less. I think. Uh, not hundred percent sure if that's a demand issue. Sounds like it. Uh, what's your take on that one, Hamish? Do you think that's just they've overestimated it, or was it just a bit too obscene in the first place? I, I weirdly, I was speaking to a journalist this week who was saying that his he he knew someone that was going. And they, they spent originally thousands of pounds on a hotel room, but then decided after Max wrapped up the title, they they didn't really have the interest anymore to, to go. So they, they got a refund and decided not to go. Anyway, and about a week ago, they got called up by the hotel and said, look, we'll offer you sweet all the stuff for about 80% less of the price that you originally paid. So they're a bit nervous and they've not filled rooms. If you're not filling suites, then you're not getting the high rollers. And this is the exact same issue they saw in the early 90s. It's exactly why the Las Vegas race ended because they thought they were going to attract big names and big people to bring in a lot of money to Las Vegas. But it just didn't happen because there was not enough interest in Formula One. Now, I don't think it's going to, it's because there's not enough interest in the sport, but it's definitely going to be... Um, it's that, That'll be the make or break thing if they can bring people in because... It, it's financially Las Vegas more than most races has to be viable. It has to make money. Otherwise it's not really a, an event that can run. So yeah, it'll be very interesting to see, but you're going to be there. So uh, you're going to be a, a soldier on the ground. You can tell us more. Is this something that you've noticed? Do you think um, there's concerns for uh, attendance as such? I've spoken to some of my friends who are working on the weekend and they did say that this is the most skeptical they've been considering that, Las Vegas is more expensive than Mon- like Monaco. Like nobody, even for a normal person, Monaco could still be affordable. But then with Las Vegas, count in your flights and then count in your transportation and then all the food and your tickets and the hotel. It's just a lot. I had some friends calculate it and they came up to around like five thousand euros which is a bit more in pounds i thought less in pounds of four thousand something pounds which is not normal 
if you think about how much we can pay in the European races for just general attendance, I don't know how much it will be in Silverstone for next season, but that's just a huge price difference. So I think people are just disheartened. And I think everyone's just like, we don't want another race in the US. We don't need Las Vegas. What's the point? I mean, Sky Germany is looking for people to marry at the chapel. <laughs> I'm serious. They asked for wow. applications like, hey, we have a formula, special Formula One wedding chapel. Let's look for a couple to take with us. Like it can't get tackier than that. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that's. I mean, it's on brand, I suppose. But yeah, the, I mean, the mass skepticism is just as this just a spectacle, a one season thing. To play devil's advocate, I think if it was a closer championship, I think people would push the boat out. Uh, if we had a twenty twenty one season again, and there's a chance to or Leclerc or Max and Lando or maybe Hamilton, maybe they could have a revisit. Then yeah, I think people might push the boat out. But the prices that I've seen. Uh, and this all falls on Formula One. They're doing this without a promoter. This is all on them. So, uh, and there was a bit of rebellion, I think, from the Las Vegas natives when they started banning restaurants from the view of the circuit or uh, forcing them to pay an absorbent amount of money. Then they had to oh, backtrack, yeah. and then they they were covering the walkways with the stuff so you couldn't see over the strip. And people have took them all back. So it's they've kind of take the there's a few missteps, and if they don't sell it. Out generally, there's a problem there. Uh, yeah, so that's us. Uh, I'll, I'll say our uh, goodbyes before I go. One more shout out to our sponsors, theraceworks.com. Uh, they have everything uh, you can you can hope for in terms of Formula One. They ship worldwide within a few days, and you get ten percent off uh, the full site, including sale items, with the code EF1 at uh, checkout. We are on. All our socials, including YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, X, formerly Twitter, Facebook. Uh, get your comments, opinions, and whatnot on all those areas. Uh, it's just one more thing to say, and that is cheery bye to Kiara. Bye. I'll text uh, you off from Vegas tomorrow. Woo-hoo! Vegas, baby. Cheery bye to Hamish, a.k.a. Elephant Ear, a.k.a. James Bond villain. Thank you so much. There's a few nicknames coming out of me now. I might not live down the Elephant Ear. <laughs> well... We, we we had to laugh when we watched it. We're like, that's on your, your, your thing. Uh, and when I saw Kiara laughing, I couldn't help but laugh myself. But anyway, <laughs> one more shout out, and that's myself, Jamie Coops Cooper. I will see you all on the socials as us for tonight. Our review of the Las Vegas Grand Prix should be on the Sunday night after the race. We'll link on the socials what time, might be a bit earlier, dependent as the race was first thing in the morning. Uh, Kiara will probably not be there, as she's otherwise... I will try. I will try my best to be there. That that would be good, getting that on there. We'll try our best to get that on there. If we can't, we'll we'll try and get something sorted and get Kiara, see what her experience is of being live at the Las Vegas Grand Prix. So anyway, that's that's us sorted for tonight. Good night and goodbye. Bye.